Welcome to episode five of the Sten Morgan podcast, where we help financial professionals like you recognize and reach your potential faster. In today's episode, we explore the fourth of the five stages of the elite advisor path. The comfortable stage is where you've built great systems and a team that is fully bought into your company's mission, and you're able to take time away from the business without worrying if it will thrive without you. So how many team members do you need to have at this stage? And why does the industry want you to get to this level, but so few reach it? We'll answer those questions in today's show. On another note, we reference the advisors we work with throughout the episode, the members of our Elite Advisor Network. If you'd like to become a member, we invite you to visit stenmorgan.com slash E-A-N. That's stenmorgan.com slash E-A-N. And to save you time to keep from missing future episodes, you can sign up to get updated the minute a new episode is released by visiting stenmorgan.com slash podcast. Now, here's today's conversation. Sten, welcome back to your show. It's good to have you. Thank you. Good to be here again. It's going to be awkward if I have a show. <laughs> we have a show and it's like you're not here. You're like, anybody seeing Sten? He <laughs> was have, busy this week. someday. That's right. I guess that happens. Some people don't come to their own show. But you're here again and I'm grateful for that. I know listeners are as well. Uh, we've had uh, a lot of great feedback from folks, uh, leaving reviews. Um, haven't had to pay anyone for those yet, so <laughs> I know that people do those. I was talking to my son the other day, and he saw I had like 5,000 followers on Twitter. He goes, Dad, how'd you get 5,000? I was like, I have no idea, dude. <laughs> he goes, you didn't like buy him? Because a lot of people buy him. I'm like, no, buddy, I didn't buy any of my followers. So <laughs> we have not bought any reviews, nor are we trying to sell any. There so you thank you for leaving positive reviews. Uh, it really does help other people find the show, so we appreciate that. Uh, today, we're going to talk about the fourth stage uh, of the advisor, really sort of life cycle or a growth stage, and uh, it's called comfortable. Uh, and I think that the kind of people who listen to the show understand that comfort can be a trap, right? And it, it, it you can get stuck there a long time. Um, and so, I want you to maybe just start by telling us, like, do you think you're uncomfortable? Where do you think you're at? I think as I've talked to advisors and they try to point where they are so far as we've gone through these oh, stages. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah mention, mention this because we've had, we, we, sorry to sidebar real quick. Good. We, as we started to talk about this, people in our community are starting to like randomly without, you know, we haven't requested it, like start to email or just have calls with us and be like, hey, I think this is where I'm at in the advisor stage, you know? And, and you made an observation. We were hanging out last week and you made this observation about what stage you think you're in. So go ahead. What was that observation? And, and whether this is a personal assessment or as we build something out in the future, I think every advisor, hopefully in the industry someday, will recognize the, there are stages, there's a path, yeah. Yeah. and learn to say, where am I, honestly? Yeah, that's what we want to do. We're trying to create a, a space and a timeline for you to go, oh, here's where I am, so that you can continue to develop and grow, right? But your observation has been that most of the time when people put themselves on the timeline, they're putting themselves one step ahead of where they really are. And so as, as, as you listen to this, I know it's tough. And luckily the people I've t spoken in detail about this with, yeah. we've known for a while and I can challenge them in that way, is that if you think after this episode, you're like, oh, I'm definitely uncomfortable. You're not. You know, you're maturing probably. And if you're like, yeah. oh, I'm in maturing, you're probably stable. Um, yeah. And so we honestly have to be able to say, where, are, where do we stand so we know what we need to do to level up? Uh, and comfortable is great because I know for me when I got in the business and even personally, the whole goal in life from... The broken house I was from, the moving all the time was 
comfort. I, I think it's a, I think it's deeper in that. I, I I agree with you, but I think it's deeper in that our human condition mm-hmm. says. I mean, let's let's be as simple as this: You wake up, it's a frosty Tennessee morning, and you're in bed, laying next to your beautiful wife, warm, you know, and you know one of your kids is like, "Dad," and you're like, "Oh man, that's right." Why, why don't you want to get out of bed? Because you're comfortable. That's right. Like you don't we, pol- you don't polar plunge. Right. When you get out of bed, is that no, what we're supposed to do? Those people have mental issues. <laughs> That's right. Those people are high on the prayer list. You know. <laughs> but but that we most human beings wake up every day and their first thought is, how do I pursue more comfort? Mm-hmm. Right. And so one of the challenges and unique things that I think this conversation is bringing to the industry as we talk about this is most people think this is the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Mm-hmm. There's still another one after this. That's right. And that there are real challenges and problems in this stage mm-hmm. uh, if you end up there. Yep. And many people just stop here and it's not the last stage. So lesson is that most of the time that stage you think you're in, you're probably one further back. Mm-hmm. Reason being that we think more highly of ourselves. We, I mean, what, what, what do you think is the cause of people saying, I'm, I'm probably better than I had this in a marriage counseling thing once where the, the uh, marriage counselor was like, one to 10, I want you to give us a number of where you're at. And I was like, oh, three. And she's like, two. And he goes, oh, well, usually they're like, the husband's usually like, oh, we're like a nine. And she's like, we're a two. And he's like, usually they're way off. He goes, yeah, actually. That's probably he, better. Yeah. He goes, this is better that you guys both think you're, you know, whatever, and that uh-huh. you're here. But, but there's something about us overestimating. I think it's because we don't know what we don't know. And, and, and our instinct is to surround ourselves with people that are doing what we're doing. And so we don't get to see people that are 10 Xing what we're doing. Yeah. And so we over assume our progress or we're not confident enough to be real and like, man, I don't have this figured out. I'm struggling in this. Yeah. Most advisors go to conferences and they're sitting there just talking, you know, kind of posturing. That's I'm seeing point. more humility yeah. in the industry though. Yeah. I mean, I think people are willing to say, if it'll help me grow, yeah. Bring it on. And yeah. again, those are the people that really are drawn to us and people we yeah. want to kind of challenge. Yeah. Um, but yeah, comfort, you can get stuck, but you can't stay in there forever. So you'll slip back to maturing or you'll learn to level up to thriving. Right. Right. And I think that's the challenge, right? The challenge is that if you think I've arrived, I think I told this story in a past episode of there was some race and they added some wrinkle to it. And the wrinkle was when they got to the finish line and they thought, here's the wrinkle, you know, a hundred pushups. It was like, no. Now go back to the beginning. And they're like, what? I didn't, like the, the wrinkle was you're not done, right? And I think that's what we want to have a conversation about today is that the wrinkle to comfortable is that you think that that's the goal and that ultimately there's still more to be had. But we, we do want to talk about what are some of the characteristics of, of this and what are some of the risks? What does it look like to be in the stage? Because, you know, we want, we want people to get here. I do think that, and we've talked about this before, Sten, and some meetings and planning and conversations about these five stages, uh, that this is probably a stage, I think we said something like 15 or 10% of them of advisors are in. 15, probably closer to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. That truly reach this phase fully. Right. You, know, you may have some things that you relate to in this stage. Right. But to say I've fully stepped into the comfortable stage. Right. Uh, yeah, I think that's more rare than people sort think. Of in a classic 80-20, 80, 
80% of advisors in the first three stages and 20% in the last two. And this is the second to last. So some of the goals that are related to the comfortable stage are that you do want more freedom in your life. And that includes sort of freedom and the ability to not be needed at the office or for Mm -hmm. the business to run, right? Uh, That you really want this deep consistency that, you know, there is times in my life that I'm like, did I pay that bill? And, or do I have enough money to pay that bill? And now those are just not, those are not concerns at all. There's right. just, there's a real rhythm that could happen. But one of the problems with rhythm is that that rhythm can help build things up. It can also fall asleep to mm-hmm. a rhythm, right? That's right. So that's, that's a challenge. I think that there's a, uh, we've talked about this a lot with the folks in our lead advisor network that you have to view yourself as you grow and as an advisor to stop looking at yourself as an advisor and say, first, I'm a business owner. I just happen to be an advisor. That's the business that I'm in, but I'm a business owner. People in this stage are fully, they fully view themselves as business owners. Yeah. The, the, the light bulb has gone off. They realize the highest and best use of their time. They realize they need a team around them. Like it's no longer, I'm going to show up to the office and just will it to be in the more call and just grind to make revenue. Mm-hmm. Because again, up to the first three stages, income is typically where advisors are saying, I'm successful. I'm yeah. moving along the path. Once you reach comfortable, you realize that income is important, but there's so many other measurables that you need to track. So some of the um, identifiers of this stage are that you fully see yourself as a business owner. Like you identify yourself first as that. And not just identify, but those are the things that you're really thinking about the most. Learning the most about probably. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Um, that, you know, you fully funded yourself and a team in a way that you feel very confident in, that it runs without you there all the time, that if something should come up and you go, oh my gosh, my kid just is going to state and it's on the other side of the state, some volleyball competition, that you can be gone for a week with a few days notice and your staff's not like, what are we going to do? And you're not yeah, like, fires are popping are up. Do? email and texting you all the time right yep and to foreshadow a little bit the difference in comfortable and thriving stage five is that in comfortable you can leave your business and it won't fall apart yeah in thriving you can leave and your business actually grows and so again we'll we'll dive into that in the next episode but in this season you can leave for a week two three maybe four and things don't fall apart right 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 Uh, the other is that your brain is fully established people know the kind of people you work with so they're able to refer people to you really easily and really clearly you know the kind of people you also know the kind of people i don't i won't say their name there was a very famous country music artist sitting in her office one day and i was Mm -hmm. like is stan gonna work with her (laughs) and i asked her later i was like oh was that so-and-so it's like yeah and i'm like whoa she's like country music royalty like mm-hmm. you gonna work with her and you're like ah, i don't think it's a good fit i mean maybe but i you know i just gave her some ideas and you know and i was like whoa because she her needs did not fit you know uh what, what you worked with right now you yep. know hopefully. yeah at one point i would have said sure yes we'll figure it all out and the time right. the energy it right. wasn't our process and so i've learned again in this stage you realize timing's important i had a great consulting client the other day we were talking through it and she's like well i got some business stuff i'm launching can i start this in july in the past, I would have said, no, like now is always the time. Yeah. But now we we space out sometimes onboarding new clients. And so yeah. I'm like, yeah, July should work. Let me know if anything comes up in the meantime. It, it's the different rhythm, which for an advisor that's in, you know, rookie, stable, and maturing, sometimes that f- sounds like a foreign language because all you want 
is that. ABC, baby. Always be closing. That's right. I mean, you know, you don't don't give him any breathing room. You know what I mean? Yep. I had a conversation with a former EAN member. He stepped away for, I think he said, three to four months. And he just said, it's Patrick in, uh, out in England. I always remember him because he's got this Patriots stuff behind him. So on Zoom, I was always like, Ugh. Anyway, uh, but but they had some changes they're making in, in their life. And he said, I need to step away for a few months. And I had a call. Just to, I said, great, let's put some on the calendar and I'll, you know, talk in two months. And we had a great call yesterday. But I know that right now it's like, yeah, you need to step away. And he's like, yeah, but I'll probably be back in like two months. I'm like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. But there's you lose this. Again, you think about it with the rookie stage. It's sort of like must close at all times you know even if it's not good for them yeah and the person on the other side of the table senses it even if they can't put words to it there's some vibe in the room of yeah. like this person seems desperate why am i feeling yeah. pressured versus i'm here to help when you're ready and what's amazing is then you convert more people and you get more referrals it's hard to hijack your state of mind in the early stages and, and fake that yeah there's obviously ways to advance faster like we've said you have to go through every stage yeah but the different advisors go through them faster yeah and that's part of what we help coach advisors to do. So uh, maybe I think another label we could put or identifier is there's no scent of desperation. You know what I mean? I mean, right. you can smell desperation coming from a long way away, oh, yeah. you know, and th- that it's, you're, you know, you, it's fully fumigated. There's no more <laughs> scent, you know, right. or smell of that. One cool analogy I thought of uh, for this stage is uh, Tesla autopilot, because what I think is interesting about Tesla Autopilot, if we're going to step back from it and you compare it to the stage, is that um, this stage sort of feels magical. You're just like, whoa, I like made this business and like it just, it gets working. Yeah. And Tesla Autopilot, you know, for those who aren't 20 and feel like cars always drove themselves, like they didn't always drive themselves, kids, you know, <laughs> but but it feels magical. It's like, is this, what voodoo is this? You yep. know what I mean? But it's, you've created something that really runs on its own. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, you've created something, as we said, this is probably 15% of advisors. So it is unique. You don't mm-hmm. get to look around and see a lot of people. Like I look on the highway and I occasionally see a Tesla driving itself, but it's still unique. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, well, that's a, that's, 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 that's interesting. So you're still in an interesting place. But the last one is, I think, important is that, and this sometimes leads to strategy, to tragedy with Tesla stuff. It's like, but you still have to pay attention. Mm-hmm. You can't keep your hands completely off the wheels and fall asleep. Like, yep. it is magical. You are unique. It is, it is a great feeling, but you still have to pay attention. You still have to be at the wheel. Yep. And so I think that's a good sort of like, how do I know from that stage? It feels amazing, mm-hmm. but you're not going to take your hands off the wheel. That's right. Or if, if you are, you're going to like come back to it quickly. Yep. Right. Yep. So, you know, you said that each one of these stages has their pros and cons. Um, why do why do advisors stop at comfortable? If if you continue to use the same benchmark, means I'm hitting some conference level trip or right. making more income, and you get to comfortable, you can lose purpose because it's well, I got money in the bank. I'm here. I just I'm going to show up a little later. Yeah. Like you get complacent because. Again, you're, you should see the world differently at this stage. You mm-hmm. know, think about just maturing as a human being. At one point, every you know the smallest thing seems so big, and you look back on it someday, and you're like, "I was worrying about all the wrong stuff." Right. So we have to leave space for ourselves to say we are going to see the world differently. Mm-hmm. We are going to think differently. It doesn't mean what we did in the past was wrong, but it's different, and we need to embrace that. And so again, income's great. Hopefully, advisors are doing great stuff with the money they're making, but that can no longer be the the, the main measure. For right. what you're accomplishing. Let's talk about something really practical, and I think this will also help sometimes people identify what stage they're in, which is your team 
you, know, you say that at this point you have a team of at least three people at a minimum. You have one or two client relationship managers and a partner or junior advisor. Uh, the, the, you can't really reach this stage if you're not able to leave your office for you know a certain period of time. Um, it doesn't mean, um, yeah, I mean that it, it has a healthy path and trajectory, and that it's essentially it's not all about you. That's right. Right. It's not all about you from a technical standpoint of like you don't have to be there to give instruction, but it's also not all about you and that um, that you're the only person that matters, that you've yeah. got other people in the office that your clients, you know, I see this in your office with, with Brooke, you know, your main client manager that, you know, people don't have to talk to Stan. They can just talk to Brooke and they're like, that's a good interaction. And Mm-hmm. That's what I needed. It's not like I need to talk to Stan. That's right. I need to talk to Stan. I need to talk. Yep. Like getting out of that to where it's like, oh, Brooke will help me. Yep. Having a capable staff mm-hmm. at that level. And and you say at this also that you have built a great team um, at this point. That they're a level. Uh, you have to, you know, obviously focus on being a great manager, but mm-hmm. but they get it. That's right. Right. You're not like, hey, everybody wake up. Right. It, you know, don't forget our mission. Like, they're excited about the mission. They're thinking about the business. Yep. They're thinking as owners to, at this degree. I mean, they're, right. you know, maybe they don't have ownership, but they're thinking about how do we improve the, my, how do I get better at my job That's right. versus coming in and sort of managing them and go, well, I think you could be better at your job at this. They're bringing things, mm-hmm. right? They're creating their own momentum. So, and, and back to the, you know, the Tesla autopilot, keeping yeah. your kind of hands on the wheel and eyes on the road. Is that if even if I created this great team and we all love each other, we all love having lunch and it's a fun environment. I think people enjoy coming to work and they realize yeah. the impact they're making yeah. on clients. Yep, those is, are all is, true. If yeah. I checked out on that, you know, there there te- typically is a drift towards the negative with people. Does he appreciate me? What are we mm-hmm. doing? Like, so even with the business and clients, you can't check out. They'll feel that. Yeah. But as a, as a leader on this team, and at this stage, you have to have a team. You know, I think there's various yeah. ways of it looking, but you have people. And it's probably not just one person or two, you know, you're three plus to mm-hmm. be uncomfortable is, is that you start seeing things differently. What am I spending my time on? And it shouldn't be 10 hours a day on the things I was spending on and, you know, stable or maturing. Right. You free up time and comfortable to pour into people. You're starting to recognize while leveling my team up as yeah. a 10 X return, me getting one extra client is a, is a one or two X return. Yeah. And maybe this is just fresh on my mind, but I also think that you have different kinds of conversations with your staff, you know, as we continue to talk about these things in our Lead Advisor Network and other content we put out through our newsletters and such and trainings we offer. But there's there's your relationship changes with clients from when you're a rookie to when you're comfortable, right? Um, and I think your relationship changes with your staff at this level as well, where you are actually pursuing and welcoming and getting used to difficult conversations mm-hmm. i mean you and i probably have a difficult conversation <laughs> once a week hopefully not too much <laughs> no i mean but but once a week that's right yeah probably where i'm like god dang i hated that and dang i love that yep, yep. right that's healthy it is right that's healthy it's it's and i just put something out on my social today about like i think the difference between you know uh, uh, i think the key of having a great business and great relationships is having a a, a space where you have enough trust in someone that you can tell them the most truth. Mm-hmm. I like to say your best friends tell you the most truth. Yeah. Right? And that does that truth hurt? Yeah, it hurts a lot, right? But they care about you. That's why they're telling you the truth. Yep. And I think that's another part of like, do you who are listening to our voice right now, can you have brutally honest conversations with your staff and they don't feel threatened mm-hmm. and you're not, you know, they don't feel like, oh, you're coming down on hard on me, you don't believe in me. Mm-hmm. It's just 
are you having difficult conversations? Yep. What are a couple of books that, that you've read about communication? I'm trying to think of a couple of the names that. Uh, one we worked through as a team was Thanks for the Feedback. Yeah. I think that was powerful. You know, the idea that most people think, hey, let's hyper-focus on how somebody's delivering the advice as opposed to like, hey, I should focus on, am I really good at receiving it? Regardless yeah. of how it's presented or what tone it's in, is there value there? Yeah. And then uh, Business Made Simple is a recent one that yeah. had some good nuggets in for, for a team environment. Yeah. When you get into comfortable stage, you are thinking more about culture than you ever have. Yeah. Because you can build a great team, but if you lose your team, you slip back to stable quickly yeah. you know that, that they become you recognize the value that it's you are the person out there you're the face you're doing your thing yeah uh, you, but there's some humility that comes with realizing you know my life becomes very uncomfortable very quickly the balance goes away very fast yeah if the team starts falling apart yeah i would say that there is a real danger of complacency in this stage mm -hmm. because it feels so good yeah like, and for I'm the first time you want to take trips you want to buy a vacation. Like you have money to think of other things. Right. And your mind can drift. You've almost, I've arrived. I don't need to grind anymore for income. Yeah. Maybe your clients feel that. And it doesn't mean that's bad. I do that stuff, but recognize it's happening and it's coming. Doesn't mean it's bad, but you're going to feel something in the stage that you never even comprehended before. And yeah. it happened to me. I'm just like, wait, I thought I would do the same thing every day that I was doing for the first three stages, I thought that was going to be my life. Yeah. Show up, work eight hours, grind, prospect. And my business has grown so much that I'm like, well, no, it's different. And it feels different. And that's okay, but I need to kind of, you know, age gracefully, for lack of a better word. So let's talk about, and I think what's interesting is in this stage, it you have to do things to make yourself better. I think you're going to surround yourself with, and it can become more difficult to do this. It can become more difficult to find people that are at this level that for want to level up, right? Mm -hmm. um, and and so you have to find people that surround yourself with to to you know to continue to level yourself up. Uh, I mean, I think it can be challenging even to find people to coach you. I mean, to formally hire those people, but you want to surround yourself with people that. And I think, and I'd love for you to speak to this for a second. Is finding people that have a certain income level, you can do that. I mean, just pick what club you want to go join or whatever, right? What mm -hmm. golf course, whatever. But then you have to find like, do they share my values? That's right. Because that's not you know, that's not always a given, right? Mm -hmm. You can find people that make as much as you or have a business like you that, that you, they don't share your values and you're like, okay, never mind. Yeah. Like, you're not going to help me get where I want to go because I don't want to get there the way you're going to get there, yep. right? So what have you done to find the right people to surround yourself with as you've grown? So most of the people we've hired have come from people that we've already hired. Mm -hmm. I've, I've spent all this time with recruiters and different things. And somehow after months and months, mm -hmm. it's always this internal referral. Mm -hmm. I think you still have to do the other things. There's good ways of identifying other people. But for us internally, after all that work, time and money spent, somebody has come through just an internal relationship, which mm -hmm. has been powerful. Um, but the idea of learning how in this stage, you get better at hiring. Yeah. You have, you don't have the urgency again, like I did in my early stages. Yeah. Like, oh, I just need some help. Come on yeah. in. It's, you, you learn to, is this person into the mission? Yeah. Do I know how to incentivize and, and, and challenge them to grow? But yeah. are they willing to level up? Like, are they willing to have hard conversations and do that? Or, and again, there's people you need to have on your team, a relationship manager that wants to come in and love on people and says, I'm good making this amount of money for a yep. long time. Yep. Yep. That's a win too. But in this stage, you're starting to surround yourself with people that are, that are willing to challenge you. Right. 
practice managers, uh, COO, CFO, right. somebody that's like this is leadership type person. Yeah. And, and you need that at this stage. Yeah. If it's you and just a bunch of support staff that just do whatever you tell them all the time. Yeah. You may not stay in this stage for very long. Yeah. Well, I want to talk about one last part of this, which is um, that at this stage, um, the risks of not investing back in the business because you feel like it's sort of on autopilot that your book of business can actually die over time because if you're not, you know, continuing to add to it. Um, and this is the one I'd love for us to kind of close with is the idea that if comfort was your goal, that is not the same as your potential. Mm. So, you know, I'm, I'm six to 170, right? If I wanted to, you know, say I want to be stronger, like that's one I could just get say I'm going to get stronger, but what is my potential? Mm-hmm. Right? What is, what, how much stronger could I get? That's right. Right. Um, so a lot of times we go, I want to make this much. I want to have that. That's fine. But that is not your true potential. Mm-hmm. Very likely. It, it is just a, a arbitrary number you picked out at some point. And, so and, it's, what, and it's the version of you today that's setting that goal. Yeah. You know, the version of you a year from now would be like, you had no idea what mm-hmm. you, what you were capable of. And it's not always income. And I'll challenge people, like, it's not always hiring internally. Like, sometimes I talk to advisors that get worried or scared about, like, uh, how do I hire somebody? How do I manage somebody? You can outsource some of this stuff. Yeah. You can hire business coaches. Yeah. There's people yeah. that joined EAN for that challenge and that that sounding board. Yeah. There's more ways than just I got to become this hire and I got to go from three people on my team to five people in a year. I don't want people to hear that. So whether it's full-time staff or you've created some type of group that, that accomplishes the same thing, you're no longer on an island yeah, you're, you're being challenged consistently, you know, in our lead advisor process, where the first step is wake up. Mm-hmm. Like y- you have people around you or process where you're waking up constantly yeah. to different things. Yeah, I had a conversation with an advisor in the last week or so, and it was interesting to sort of put some numbers in front of them. And it's almost like they closed their eyes and they went, no, I'm going to just keep making the decision I'm making because they didn't want to look at the numbers. Because once you look and you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> they were like, I want to stay asleep. That's right. Right. And let's just be honest. I, there are parts of my life that I do this. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, but but what this stage is, is people that are fully aware and awake to their potential and that comfort, while is a goal and it's it's nice, it, it doesn't actually mean that you've reached your potential yet. It just means that you're comfortable. That's you, right. There's probably more for you to do. And what I think is interesting, a little bit of a preview of our next episode is that as you progress as a as a person mm-hmm. and as a business owner, it actually becomes less about you. Yep. And it becomes way more about the impact you can have and others. And I think that that's when, that's when it gets really interesting because oh, yeah. it stops being about addition and it starts mm-hmm. to be about multiplication. Yep. You know, and my kids are, you know, 14, 12, and 10, and it's interesting to kind of start to go, but look what's happened because we put this money away 15 years ago. And they're like, well, how did that happen? And I'm like, well, it's multiplication. It's compound interest. And it's like, that's exciting. That's right. Versus two plus two is four. That's not very exciting. That's right. So at this stage and in future stages, we're going to talk about that's when it gets really, really unique. Because yep. I think that you can start to go, wow. I'm, I mean, how many meals did, did this company supply for people last year in Nashville? Oh, legacy. 200,000 yeah. or so. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing to go, hey, I, you know, I have enough money to take my kids' friends out to lunch. Mm-hmm. Sincerely, like, yeah. that's cool. But then there's another thing like where Legacy, your company has, you know, a, you know, a separate giving, mm-hmm. or, you know, uh, setup that they, that, you know, make, make intelligent, thoughtful, 
mm-hmm. donations to organizations saying they were going to have an impact. That's that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and for the listeners, as you guys think about this, I think a lot of people make assumptions about my business, whether they heard me speak or read a book and they're like, oh, he's so far out. As of today, I am uncomfortable fully with probably a foot in maturing. Yeah. And so as we get into the next I was going to say, I stage, think you might be a stage back. Then. So <laughs> I when know, you said I comfortable, I was like, I think it's a little more maturing. That's right. I'm yeah. straddling that a little bit. But but I'm excited about thriving because that's what I'm seeing now. That that I didn't know that stage five existed for a long time. Yeah. Uh, but now I do. And that's, yeah. that's what I'm looking to. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about that in the next episode. Um, and so thanks for your time, Stan. Thank you. Well, thank you for listening to today's episode. The goal of creating the show is to save you time and to help you accelerate your personal and professional success. If you know someone that shares that vision, then please send them a link to the show or this specific episode. And lastly, as you heard in today's episode, if you're interested in becoming a member of our Elite Advisor Network, then you can find out more information at stenmorgan.com slash E-A-N. As always, thanks for listening. We appreciate you.